everybody. Welcome back. It's Rump Chat, uh, the good editions, the ones that I'm in, and not the shitty ones that Rump does by himself. But anyway, um, moving on. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> content, Bone, it's content. Uh, anyway, that's a con- that's a conversation for later. But I don't know why my screen is like purpley haze on this uh, this stream yard we do when we record. But um, anyway, I don't know. I think there's still some residue because I always used to put um, tape over my camera because I was afraid the Chinese were spying on me. You ever do that? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't care. I didn't. I, I, if didn't they want anybody to see, to see me at my intimate in my intimate moments. <laughs> you know, I've told you about those emails that you can get that says like, "We saw what you look at through your computer." Uh, yeah. <laughs> you don't pay thousand yeah. dollars. We're going to send the video of you watching porn to all your family. Which yeah, I think because when they told me that, they're like, <laughs> they wanted five thousand dollars in iTunes cards. And I'm like, you know what? Send the video because guess what? I don't watch porn, so <laughs> suck it. Suck well, it. Al-Qaeda. There was that. There was that one time in no, Vegas when you when you woke up. I wasn't watching. I was iPad. asleep. And just, <laughs> you was not watching it. Too. You were watching Spanktrovision. <laughs> no, hey, Hambo, who's your favorite little rascal? Is it Alfalfa or is it? Thanky. Well, I'm glad to have you back. We're back in Rump Chat for another a- excellent edition. You're in Texas where it's warm. Me and our guests are in Rapid City, South Dakota, the Black Hills Stock Show, Rodeo Rapid City, which is, it's actually been so freaking cool. Uh, literally, today it got up to three, like, which was well, amazing. It's, it's, uh, it, it's uh, wind chill at 18 outside, so it's not like it's just balmy. Is that you in know, Texas pretty, right now? Yeah. It's 26 with the windshield 18 degrees in freezing rain. 26 with the option. Um, I yeah. fell in front of the Rushmore on Saturday afternoon. I, it was mm. re- snowing, rain. It was so bad. I literally stepped outside, and I can't even explain it. The Girl Scouts that saw me fall could. It was I Girl Scouts. got it on video. No, I'm standing there completely still waiting on Jersey to come pick me up because I drove my pool truck up here and turns out two wheel drive is a dumb idea for South Dakota. A V six 1500, uh, four door, two wheel drive. Doesn't trust me. I've, I've, I've got a pool truck myself. Yeah. It's, it's not cut out for the South Dakota road. So I'm standing out there waiting and I'm not even moving. And then all of a sudden both my feet fly into the air and I'm, I'm not exaggerating fly probably four or five foot up and I fall out of the air, of course. And I land on my back as hard as a person could land. And when it does, it knocks my cowboy hat off. And then for some reason, I just start sliding. <laughs> I start sliding down the sidewalk. And when I start sliding, my oh. shirt comes up and my shirt hooks on the ice. So then it tries to pull my sweatshirt and my t-shirt over my head while I'm sliding. In the meantime, I got rock salt going up into my shirt. And I am cussing like <laughs> Benny Butler when he's mad at somebody. And I'm like, God, I'm out of the-. and I finally stopped sliding right before the bus that picks up people here, which this bus driver at the Rushmore Hotel is intense. 
by God, when he's ready to pick somebody up, you better be ready because he's pulling in. He don't give a shit about the ice. So anyhow, I come sliding and I got to the road. I slid probably 20 foot. And I don't know how, like I said, it's, it defines all things natural. And I get to the end and the bus comes up and misses my foot by probably four foot, but it seemed really close when a bus is coming. And I look up and there's all these people standing there just bewildered of what they saw because my <laughs> belly is out at this point. Because you know what I'm saying? Think about your, I'm sliding forward. It didn't did help. And like my belly's out, my hat's missing. There's a group of Girl Scouts yelling the F word. Oh, why? I'm like, I always miss the best stuff. I just I wonder if I there's security too- cam footage we could get a hold of. What time was that? Uh, it was, let's see, what was, that was probably five o'clock on Friday. Right. I'm going to have to get a hold of the Rushmore Plaza people. I, I, at that night, the rodeo, I start off with everybody. I, if you saw me fall in front of the Rushmore, I would like to personally apologize for the things I said, but I'm gonna tell you what hats off to South Dakota. You have to be a tough bastard up here. When it gets down that cold, did you see Brent oh. Sutton Snapchat? It was so cold. They had to drag in the skid here because the, the tracks were literally frozen solid. Like South Dakota people are so much tougher because I, I just, I don't know how a guy could do it with that much wind and snow and rain. Yeah. Like it was, and you know, the thing is, so that day it was so bad. We were going to the rodeo. There's, it was packed. It was literally packed. South Dakotans don't give a shit about the weather. They're out there walking across the, the sidewalk, hot chicks with their boots tucked in and their little hot chick rodeo outfits and dudes with just like light jackets. They're just, they're just walking in because South Dakotans don't give a shit about the weather. They're here to party. So my tip of that this week goes to people who live and or are from South Dakota. Because you remember when yeah. this happened in San Antonio, if this would happen in San Antonio like the one year it did happen in San Antonio, we canceled like three performances because of the well, snow and everything was broken. Well, because and this is where I get kind of cross with people that they, they always said that, well, my God, they Texas can't handle that. Well, yeah, that's why they freaking live in Texas. You dipshit. The infrastructure here is not built for negative weather in ice. They only bury the water lines eight inches, not two feet. I mean, it's yeah. just the way it is. That's why people live in Texas is because they don't want to be cold. But anyway. I, I got I to gotta tell you, too, that the new Coliseum here, the Monument Center where we have Rodeo Rapid City, it is a beauty. I mean, it is so clean and just nice, and there's always somebody sweeping the hall. And, like, the, the locker rooms are just pristine. And, I mean, yeah. Lucky you. Lucky you. Big video board, the big video board in the middle, like the high definition video board. And it's just like, it's just a neat, it's a neat building. It like, I, I want to, you know, not talking bad about anywhere. Cause I'm just comparing, you know, like other rodeo coliseums that you work, if they were a pair of underwear, like San Angelo, no, not San Angelo, but San Angelo, you know, is not, I mean, we need, we have got to do something. So like, uh, the, the Coliseum in San Angelo, it's, but it's cool for what it is just like Denver is awesome because of what it is. But if you compare it to underwear, like Denver would be an older pair of like granny panties that are kind of faded 
they're, they used to be white, but now they're kind of like off white and there's some stains in them. And they're just kind of, I mean, there, you can still wear them. There's no holes and the elastic's good, but it's like, yeah. But if uh, the Rapid City Coliseum was a pair of underwear, it'd be like a white silk thong with like laces and bows and it'd be fresh and in, got in awesome. Di- Dickie's Arena in Fort Worth would be like not wearing panties. It's that good. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that's when a you nice step building. inside, you ah, oh, yeah. So I it mean it's nice. every building and then, was cool because of the atmosphere. And Angelo Angelo's Coliseum would be like that old pair of go-tos that have may had a slip or two in them. And uh, you know maybe then yeah, it's just not like it's they're you're comfy, but yet they've seen their better days and should probably move on to the trash can. I have a couple pair of those I can actually show you on video yeah. right behind my bag. Um, Winnie, also, Winnie actually got me cinch underwear now. I she's she's begging me to wear underwear because I wear a lot of those like like uh, they're called Cools K U H L and um, they're kind not like fish and pants but kind of you know more um, South Texas wear yeah and like magenta th- they can be a little revealing in certain positions when you're sitting <laughs> so she's really or if you don't get her all shaken out in the bathroom well, where are you, you know where are you? she's really. Oh god! Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, it, but no, it's good to wear underwear. Um, yeah. Well, it's uh, it's nice. So let's talk about our guest that's sitting there awkwardly to your left and behind you. One more thing. One more thing. We forget to our guest. The coolest thing happened. You know how I've been. I'm a Chiefs fan, and I've been pumping it at rodeos. Yeah. This yeah. kid, his name is Kevin. Kevin Baker. Uh, he was on the front row at the high school rodeo on Sunday. And uh, I said something about the Chiefs, and he yells, I watched you at Denver. I think we're all tired of hearing you talk about the Chiefs. I said, really, Kevin? Really? And uh, I said, the Chiefs are going to go to the Super Bowl. He goes, Bengals are going to kick the shit out of them. I said, all right, Kevin. And this is over the microphone. I said, let's make a bet. I said, if the Chiefs win, I get to shave your head during the rodeo. If the Chiefs lose, I will get tased, and I mean it. And he's you're on, you some bitch. Shook on it. Chiefs win. If that Kevin comes back, some bitch get him. he ain't coming back. He might come back. He's All not right. coming now back. He might come back. We don't know. Yeah. The, the man sitting awkwardly like, to yes. my left. Yes. So our our guest today has got a pretty cool backstory. He's a music man in rodeo. He's been a music man in life. Uh, he's from the East Coast. He's played in Los Angeles rock bands, and uh, he's a good friend of ours. He's a good friend of a lot of people in the rodeo business from New Jersey, hence the name Jersey Jake. Jersey Jake Ostrom. Hey, oh, what's up? He's been patient, patiently awaiting his rump chat, his rump chat time. It's only been, yeah, yeah. Jersey gets to take advantage of that nice building there in rabbit city while amidst my oh, i don't know what was i there eight years or something like that tenure there that um yes i had the old piece of shit with the old piece of shit sound system is the sound did they did, is how is it in the new the new building they've improved they've they've improved it quite a bit line arrays <laughs> like big yeah. line arrays. there's there's even speakers underneath tucked up inside of the uh, 
the replay board. So you have this same amount of sound in the middle of the arena as you do at the top of the arena. I got to experience the old arena, though. I mean, the wood speakers. Yeah, yep, you were there. Yeah. Nightly horns. It was awful. It was terrible. All right, the building people hate me there. They are. I am not their favorite. Is the curly-haired lady still there? Yeah. The video lady? Yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. The video lady. <laughs> yeah, she... Uh, it's pretty much the same crew that was there when I got there. Oh, well, tell them all hi for me. I'll never forget the The laser. um, Out here. The laser laser company. Yeah. Yeah. Walt. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Laser. God bless him. Robbie. God, that guy. Anyway. Pick him up. So, yeah, the building people to give the backstory on that to the listeners. When I got there, uh, there was the sweetest lady. She was a school teacher. She was so nice. Is is nice. I mean, I'm, I'm she's still around, but uh, she was like calling spotlights and and stuff like that. And and at this time, the kids were the Sutton kids were starting to really take over production stuff like that. And so they were pushing for different things. And and I'm like, well, why don't I just I, I'll just call the spot cues and the videos and this and that. So we'd come all put our heads together and come up with openings and changing it up and and the spot ops and it just it took some training to say in the video I'd be like okay you know and, and Wayne or Will whichever weekend you're at and he, you know all right you know Rapid City it's time to rodeo and then we're, the video is supposed to roll and you know and I'd made a a highlight video. And as he's, you know, I'm, I, I I say go video to like walk on him, right? You know, music start. So it's real tight. And are you ready to roll, roll video? Roll video. Roll video. Then it goes to a live shot of Will standing there. Back to black screen. Roll video for the love of God. And then it starts. And then spotlights wandering all over to get, to catch... <laughs> The anthem singer, where are you going? For the love of God, it's the same place every fucking night. And I didn't say the F bomb, but I, I wanted to really bad. And then one time I tried to put Tomas like in between these two fire pyro boards. And he's like, and I'm yelling at him, and he's standing there looking, is, is it time? And I'm like, Yes, go, go. While well, my calm is on. And so I'm yelling. <laughs> and it just was like, oh, it was painstaking training and uh and it was so funny because after that first year uh brent actually had come down here um to pick up here at san angelo and uh when service had it and so brent was down here and we were having lunch at uh uh it doesn't matter anywhere someplace and and uh, his mom called and i was like i want to talk to miss kim and and she goes she goes yeah she goes josh i just want to say you know, we had a wrap-up meeting, and the building people, they just, uh, they said, well, we just think Josh is a little much. And she goes, you know what I told them? And that's why I, we wanted him. Because I was, I went, I told them, like, look, I'm I'm getting a little pushy maybe, but you guys are paying a ton of money to rent this facility, and they're screwing you. You know, they're not firing on all cylinders, and you're, you know, you're a big rodeo. You're a winner rodeo. 
And uh, it was there. And so it was awesome. Miss Kim was like, well, I'm sorry. That's why we wanted him. And uh, but that was, you know, I don't know. How long have you been there? Five, six years? Uh, 17. Something like I that. Came. 17. 17 came. Came. So, yeah, I think I, I started in 2010. So I think I was there seven years. So, that, you know, we're 12 years ago. So it's a, it's a long time ago. But anyway, tell, tell them all I said hello. And I um, should do a big prank. You should be like, yeah, Josh is coming in to call uh, spots and videos this weekend. I did that, I did that one time before. Al Coward. What they say? <laughs> like a bunch of scared, beaten dogs. Well, <sighs> you'll have. They came around, though. Hey, they came around. And, and it, you know, it took a few years, but, you know, they got it. I talked shit on uh, Chad Furley. Just joking around, and turns out Chad Furley so was there. So easy to do. I don't know. He called me fat a lot, but <laughs> you know, the, but I talk shit on everybody that called me fat. I'd be steady talking shit. Yeah. But I've been getting after it. I've been back in that gym working up on that fitness. I will learn something today though. Jersey and Jake, uh, Jersey, Jake and me and Nate justice. all went to the gym. Turns out Nate justice's workout regime is a little bit more than me and Jersey's here. Yeah. Just You'll a little bit. Oh, you know, putting in a I, mile walking on the treadmill is a little bit less than what Nate does, Rump, or what? I figured, I'm looking at Nate. I'm like, man, if I just keep watching Netflix and walking on the treadmill, I'm going to get there. You know, the, the <laughs> and Jersey said this is a normal thing. And Jersey, we're going to let you talk in a minute. <laughs> but so uh, I didn't, I've never really been around groups of old men in gym settings. So I go into the locker room to change. And like this rapid city is a pretty big planet fitness. It's not like Del Rio where it's in the old Buffalo wild wings. Like this is in the mall area and it's huge. So I go to the bathroom and there's like a steam room and a shower room and all this. And you're going to think I'm making this up, but I showed Jersey. Some of them there back today. There was five naked men in probably their mid seventies, early eighties, Five completely naked men with their dongs out, just standing in a like standing in a circle, just talking to each other, just dongs out. Like it was so weird. What I had my bag, you know how they have those lockers there in Planet Fitness? They were right in front of the locker that had my bag in it, and I'm like, fudge. So I had to slip around. I grabbed my bag and then I went and changed in the handicap stall. Like they didn't care. They're just talking dongs out. Jersey claims they, had, old they don't a, give a shit. They don't. They do not care. I, I when like, I go when I've been on the we all, ranch. Yeah, we yeah. All they don't care, and they they they've even got one leg up on the bench. You know that well, are sitting there just like balling out, literally. Here's my <laughs> here's my thought. Like I don't I don't care if you change. Like you know, back in the day, we all used to shower at high school together. It's not that big a deal. But once you were done being naked, you went ahead and put your clothes back on. But these cats, they were naked from the time I got in there, the time I got my bag, the time I went to the handicap stall, to the time I, they were probably naked for just while I was in there for eight minutes. So you can't tell me in eight minutes they couldn't put a freaking pair of underwear on. But they did not give a shit. I mean, just we're talking about the game. Oh, my God. And yeah. I, I, I'll, I was oh like, my please God. don't let them talk to me because. Where I I mean, where do you look? <laughs> that opens up a whole different subject that is is you know, the awkward showering like in high school or junior high. The the old shower our locker room for junior high was in the elementary school in the multipurpose room, but that's where we lockered out of 
for junior high football, and it was a pole in the middle of this, you know, the shower room with like, I don't know, five or six heads around it. And that's a very, that's a very sensitive time in a young boy's life, you know, and you always had that one dude that's had pubes since he was like eight. And then there's this late bloomers like me and rump and you know, where's your pubes at? I shaved them. <laughs> we had the, uh, like the ones that go down the, the side of the building uh stalls you know yeah I'm, well, we had one like him did with the just the pole in the middle yeah we had the wall ones which it wasn't awkward though at the time you know what i'm saying like everybody just went ahead and did it yeah we that, had just a very we, awkward time in your life and and you know and it, it was just i hated that thing i always went home and showered but then you get made fun of because you go home and so, shower but i had like an old school like football coach, Coach Eitzman, the de- defensive coach, and coach like, I mean, he taught school and my mom was in school, right? He's that, he's that guy, and um, I love it. He was awesome, and uh, but he'd come and shower, you know, after football. Oh, oh and that's a, so and, illegal now. No, I know now you couldn't even dream of doing it. Coach didn't give a shit, and he'd come in there and just like make fun of guys and just give them shit he would just constantly give shit and it was Snappy it was at the time you know, no no but uh but then one time the most awkward moment the most awkward shower moment i would have to say for me was um uh there was an old old ref that used to ref basketball games and this guy had to be still refing games in his mid 70s you know mid to late 70s and he comes walking into our shower one time. This ref, Naked. it was like, it, oh yeah, no yeah, he's showering. It was like, uh, okay, you know. At one moment, I'm talking about who's going to buy us beer after the after the game, and the next minute, I turn around, you know, and there's this old ref, butt naked, right there, and I'm like, <laughs> I'll buy you some. Let's see, like, the, okay. uh, like the old man Cole, hit it with your huge hammer. We had the one kid named Donk. <laughs> nicknamed oh, Donkey. yeah. Yeah. And he's just had Always. a hammer swinging since he was like in the fifth grade. Biggest nerd in the entire school, thank God. So the women never, he didn't never get the girls. I'm like, he's going to ruin it for everybody. Yeah. If your nickname is Donk in high school, you're going to do okay in the Wiener area. Anyhow, well, quit talking about Wieners from. <laughs> uh, sorry. But every guy, I guarantee every guy listening to this right now has that awkward high school, you know, shower sports. Anybody who had ever did sports had a shower, even PE, you know, if you ever showered after, you know, PE class. But yeah, anyway, sorry. I went there. We I would definitely it. make, if you didn't shower, we'd definitely make fun of you. We would definitely make, if you didn't shower, you're like, hey, Greg, shower, you dirty bastard. That's gross. Like, I'm shower at home just as easy. Do it now. Like, did you ever go into the, uh, bathroom and helicoptered a few times so it made it look a little bigger so when you went into the bathroom you oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. bounce on old heels, get that thing out a little bit see donk guys around. like donk 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 doesn't have to do that shit he just yeah that's good <laughs> he trees you to share i'm gonna wait till donk's out so there's more hot water <laughs> donk uh <sighs> Yeah. Damn it. So, do you think uh, girls I, do that though? 
Do you think the high school girls were like, you know, looking at each other like, look at Stacy over there. Look at Stacy's tits. Oh my God, they're huge. Girls don't shower. I guarantee they don't shower. Girls don't, they don't shower in a group setting anymore. I guarantee it. They barely shave their eyes in high school. There's a girl, and I'm not going to tell your name. There's a girl who never showered. Like none of the girls showered ever because they didn't want to expose their nips to each other. I don't know, but it, I mean, you're talking since the days of Adam and Eve not to be naked around people. They were naked. They ate the apple. They sinned. And then it was weird. And it's been weird since (laughs) they, they didn't eat the apple because they sinned or because they were naked. But here's the thing. They didn't know they were naked until they ate the apple. Once they sinned, That's they true. realized they were naked and they covered themselves and ran That's and hid. That's true. I don't think that was in high school gym class, though. Well, yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I wonder if anybody's coaches, anybody else's co- out there's coaches ever uh, walked in and showered with them. Yeah, I think now you would get <laughs> turned into the school board, which is that's. You know, that's why Coach E, you know, he had, he, he would, I'm he did this to me one time. He, he, he would, in wrestling, in junior high wrestling, I wrestled in high school, which, or in junior high, which I looked really terrible in a singlet. And, um, <laughs> he, uh, he'd always say, I'll show you a takedown on Hilton. Cause I'd always be jacking around. I was, I was that, I was, you know, it was me. And, uh, one time he caught me from behind and there was no, in the headlock, there was no arm in the headlock. And he was this in the shower me down. No, this was fully clothed. He caught me from behind with a headlock jerk ball and taught hip tossed me to the ground and uh, showed me a takedown. You know, now that you would, you would be like, he would be 10 years in prison. That's why he was awesome. Old school. Can I tell Back one more, the- one more story before we've got to move on. Have you ever <laughs> seen the movie scary movie? When Cindy goes to talk to the PE teacher and you know it's a guy, but it looks like a woman, Mrs. Man. And she walks I don't in. Remember. You don't remember that part when she's like, Hi, Miss Man. And Miss Man's like, Oh, hello, Cindy. Come on in. Get comfortable. Hell, take your bra off if you want. <laughs> remember she moves her leg <laughs> off screen uh, movie? You don't... Jake, you I haven't. I don't. No, I'm going to Google that. It happened, though. Know. We believe you, Rump. So, anyway, <laughs> so what else is going on? <laughs> <laughs> our guest here jersey jake uh he's done a lot of cool shit um it, outside the rodeo deal and i think the kind of one cool thing about jersey is 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 he is from the east coast and uh, honestly like i don't really know much east coast rodeo and me and bone of course worked one east coast rodeo once and then we never got hired back glenn's fault uh, no glenn's fault you you never got hired back we drank a bunch of beer, an eighteen pack had, of beer during the fifteen minute intermission. We went on that's a, not a lie. We went on a pub crawl in upper upstate New York, me and Ashley and Whitney and Hambone, and we just went to every bar and had Bloody Marys. And then this creepy old bastard that owned a marina that was wanting to bang our wives took us out on a boat when it was freezing freaking cold, and then came to the rodeo and then stalked us for like two years after. Yeah, remember that guy? Yeah, because and. I told Whit to play some music, and the first song that popped up was the Nickelback. I like your pants on your feet, you know, or whatever it is, uh, uh, you know. And I'm like, and he's like, whoa, okay, time to party. Yeah, was- like, this guy was n- the 1985 Chaz 
that you know wore the 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 popped the collar in the pastel the- shirt yeah 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 and super yeah. bad that picked kids up from the liquor store yes <laughs> yes this was that guy hey what's happening but you know uh that was my only east coast rodeo story i don't really have any east coasty things i didn't even know jersey until one year uh i fly into moline illinois and uh i we're gonna take the bull midnight the three hills rodeo bull down to the dodge dealership because nothing gets people involved in rodeo like going to a dodge dealership and with a bull when it's freezing cold and so jersey and i didn't know him and he didn't know me and so Marlo was like, what are you going to have to drive? And so I told Jersey, I'm like, man, I can't, I forget the excuse I used. I was like, uh, I don't, I have a license. My license is suspended or. I said, good, you can handle the bull. And so we went there and what really kicked our relationship off, I think Jersey is when the homeless guy walked by and I talked him into getting on the bull. And then he pulled a shirt up and he had a tattoo of a bull on his chest. Yeah. So that was, that was our first hangout. And I feel like, I feel like we've been pretty good buddies ever since, but. Yeah. Um, right. Take us back being from new growing up, New Jersey, uh, being around Cowtown, your journey to this stage of rodeo where, uh, you've got to work the, the trip and finals and rapid city, and you've got some other great rodeos. And so like, how in the world did your rodeo journey start from the East coast? So I was kind of born into it. Uh, when my grandfather moved down to new jersey from philadelphia he bought this practice and howard harris was one of the partners well he and howard became best friends and dad and grant became best friends and then i was born so i was over there the whole time well i wanted to be like it's what i wanted to be i would be involved in ro- rodeo i want to be a cowboy well then i got my first horse and uh it came from oklahoma i think howard got it from benny dog gentle and my sister got on it first and i promise you that horse looked like tombstone so that ruined me from ever wanting to be on a horse I was scared of bulls, so I didn't couldn't do much else. I'd already won the world championship mutton busting. Right. So uh, I kind of got into motocross and drifted away from that and started playing in bands in high school and was like completely out of rodeo at that time. Now, when you start, when you say started playing in bands. Yeah. Not just any bands. Well, I mean, at that point, it was ninth grade cover bands, and we used to do the whole offspring album and the whole Nirvana, Nirvana album, like every Nirvana album at that point. Did you, were you like the, the main singer of the band at that time? Yeah. Did you guys give your band a name? Like, uh, it's really okay. Did you do that one? You yeah. stupid. My man, that was the best, like, your oh man. I mean, I think before that, you know, going back, I was telling Rump yesterday about when I got my ear ripped off. And that kind of really broke me from wanting to be involved in the before rodeo. He, before he starts his story, I want to tell you that his dad is a gynecologist. Okay. <laughs> so I'm the first one in my family since 1898 not to be a doctor. And, uh, boy, look at so, you. Yeah, I exactly. bet your dad's real proud of you, son. <laughs> yeah, worked for me on Saturday nights when I'm not there. Um, but anyway, so I spent summer out in Wyoming. I come home and was like, I want to be a bull rider. So I go over to Joe Bell senior's house and they got some steers they're going to put me on well i didn't want to get on the ones with horns so they put me on a halterbroke 4-h steer and they said we'll we'll turn you out of the rope and shoot because it'll be safer about three jumps into it i decided i didn't want to be on it and led with my head and they took me home and my ear was hanging off Ooh. and 
my mom used some colorful language what I look like. Not are you okay or anything else, but if she compared me to Stewie Griffin, the way my head was hang- that. So she wants to take me to a plastic surgeon. And dad's like, I'll just sew it up in the office in town. So we go in town and he washes all the dirt out of it and everything. We get downstairs. I'm scared to death of needles. He's chasing me around. Finally, 30 minutes into it, he stabbed himself with a needle and said, look, God damn it, it doesn't hurt. So we're another 30 minutes into it. So the feeling comes back in his finger. And the whole time, <laughs> my mother is hanging, hanging on his arm, screaming at him. You don't work on that end of the body. <laughs> and finally, he says, if you take a look at it, they don't look much different at this point. So he gets me stowed up, and that was the end of that. So I was no longer going to be involved with rodeo. So that went off, got into music, and uh, through high school, played in that, and was kind of like in the motocross and everything. And then 2000, I was like, I'm going to L.A. Did you have, yeah. but like the whole time when you got the motocross scene, motocross and rock and roll, and the, like, did you ever go to the Cowtown Rodeo? Or I mean, was it still kind of there? Yeah. Was like, screw this, I'm out. It was there, but it was... Um, like I'd show up there and like when they'd buck stuff, but you know, have buck outs and I'd hang out and everything, but I wasn't like, like I said, I, I mean, what was there to do? I wouldn't get horseback. Did you I, wear jean coat jeans? No, I didn't. I didn't wear jeans. What was your outfit like when you were a rocker? Man, I wore Dickies, um, Vans, and usually a shirt with the sleeves cut off. Yes. Sweet. I had jet get some black pictures. Hair. Oh, they're on Facebook. Oh. Jet black hair, gauged earrings. And I used to wear, because of Nikki Six, I used to wear a chain around my neck with a lock. Damn. And uh, so I would show up. <laughs> I'd show up to Caltown. They'd be like, what the hell's up with all them holes in your your head? Those earrings are everything. But um, I kind of just drifted away from it. I mean, I wouldn't, there wasn't much for me to do. Because at that time, Caltown had the old band. And they would play Frankenstein 37,000 times throughout the night it's the only song and that's all you heard so i played my bands drifted away from it and like i said uh i was playing in a cover band and i was like you know what i'm gonna go to la and my dad had just had shoulder surgery and he was (laughs) like the day before i had a u-haul loaded up with all my gear all my clothes the girl i was dating with at the time was gonna go with me and um I was like, dad, what do you think I should do? Well, at that time, a day out of shoulder surgery, he's like nodding out because he had been on painkillers. And <laughs> I, went. I mean, before that, like, I didn't even know where I was going to live. I never saw the place I was going to live. I mean, I'd gone out there to visit a couple of times. And luckily, see, like in LA, you don't need to know like the club owners. You you meet the doormen. That's how you get in. So the one Wait, I don't understand that, like, it's not knowing the club owners. So they don't they don't personally book you for no no I'm talking about the like get in places to meet. oh to just get getting in, in. Okay. yeah right. okay so um, the Viper Room at that time was like the place to be and that's where Steel Panther was playing every Monday night and the doorman there was the owner's cousin um, Sal from twenty twenty one Jump Street at the time so we just started talking to him he was from Jersey and kind of became friends and stayed in touch. And so I moved out there, rent some guest house in Burbank, um, which is over the hills from Hollywood and just packed up and went. Damn. Damn. What'd you, that what'd you like do for a lip rock and roll? Thing. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. What what did for you, I mean, so, yeah, what'd you do for a living when you're out there? Uh, I worked at Jiffy, <laughs> Jiffy Loop once, and I mean, I wasn't very productive when I was there. I had some money for that I'd saved up from working around home and went to college a little bit, did that for a lot of years. And uh, where'd you go to yeah, college? I was like, where I so where did I start? I started at Gettysburg and then um, I was pre med there. That's where I decided I didn't want to be a doctor. Okay, so let's back up here pre med, motocross, bands, Los Angeles, gynecologist. Um, sewing your ear back on. Yeah. I love it. So, um, I was like, oh, I'll go to community college because if I was going to community college, my parents are going to stay off my back about like real life at that yeah. point. Making because something I, of yourself. Yeah. Because I knew that, um, I mean, I was hoping like, I wasn't one of those people that was like, I'm going to get a neck tattoo because if I get a neck tattoo, I'll never be able to do anything else. that's going to push me to be in a band. Do people say that? Yes, actually. I don't have any tattoos. My dad threatened to cut them off with a butter knife. Um, yeah. But so I get, uh, I took some classes out there and was just playing in bands. I, 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 I wasn't even in a band when I got out there. So I got the LA, the Hollywood recycler, which is where everybody looks for bands. There was a thousand guitar players, but everybody needs a bass player. So I put an ad in the paper as a bass player to slide my way in. And that's how I got my first band out there. What was your, what was the name of your first band? Hal Joey. It was a um, the, my first band, my cover band was Taste Like Chicken because <laughs> we played everything. Everything tastes <laughs> like chicken. I like that. I mean, we so, used to play that play a bar in Delaware, man. We get like six, seven hundred people there. It was great. Cover bands are huge back east. And so I was you making had good money doing it. My pal Joey, pal Joey, or that was that was your first LA band. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you play? I started as bass and then I went in uh, and I ended up playing lead guitar. Well, no, so, like music. What was your genre uh, that you guys played? Yeah. Very much like social distortion. Familiar? Yep. Uh, Story of my life. Yeah. Like that kind of vibe. So not really grunge, not really heavy metal. What yeah. What genre would that be? It'd be a mid rock. Is there any YouTube videos? Let me look. They probably didn't have any, you know, nobody had a bunch of self. Yeah, yeah. This was like 2001. So Pal like, Joey. is it, is it, is a lot like you see in the movies? Because <laughs> I'm sure it's not, but like when you get to a band, you show up like a shitty house and like, how, how does, you know, cause I have no freaking clue. I want to know, but I don't. So I used to go, we rehearsed in uh, North Hollywood and it was kind of sketchy where we rehearsed. I remember driving there one time and almost getting carjacked. I had to do a Batman turn because these guys pulled up next to me and were like trying to jack me with a, they were in a minivan. They opened the door and they were, and I was like, I'm out. Trying to jack you. Yeah. Like going to carjack me. It was kind of oh. sketchy area. So, uh, <laughs> not jacking. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we go out there and I meet the manager. And when I say it's like a movie, this curly-headed, long-haired, just <laughs> douche walks up, and he's gonna starts to tell me like what I'm gonna do and his vision for the band, and he is exactly like, I mean, 
Was he like on the Wayne's World too? He's like, what I would like to do is take and expand your horizon. He was more like the Rob Lowe character. Oh, really? Yeah, just trying to bang your girl. <laughs> I mean, probably. I mean, Cassandra. Yeah, Cassandra. Um, but yeah, man, we we played and uh, hell, I was out there two years, man. And then finally, I was like. This guy screwed. Like we had some opportunities to do some showcases, and we played the El Rey Theater in front of fifteen hundred. That was like the big thing. Nice. And uh, got to really, I got to experience a lot of cool things out there. What did the bass player like? What's a bass player in a in a, a band like that make per show, roughly? What did we make? Yeah, I think the probably four of us split maybe three hundred. <laughs> Three hundred dollars for the show. I mean, three hundred a piece or was, total. Like it was nothing. You don't make. Yeah, they because you know you guys are just so hungry and you want to get seen and build. You know, building your brand. You know, yeah. it's kind of comparable to being a probably you know clown and rodeos rump when you start and you're obviously doing anything you can to get in front of crowds. And I mean, it, it's yeah. I mean, some of the places that you you th- you'd go play, you would think like we opened up for Elvis's backup. <laughs> at one time at um the derby so i mean i got to play some really cool places but it would never i don't know man this this manager like that wasn't a type of music that was just gonna pop off i mean you're talking 2001 i mean lincoln park uh those kind of bands uh mm-hmm. the band from uh woodstock 99 uh limp biscuit yeah was big uh the real mother feel y'all and of course uh from the city of angels probably one of the best rock bands of all time, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. I mean, 2001 is when they were just. Well, Foo Fighters. Fight. And I mean, there's. Oh, Dave yeah. Grohl. How do I forget Dave? So through being out there and just knowing the doorman and getting in different places and all, um, I got to be pretty tight with Corey Taylor from Slipknot. No way. So I'd hang out. Yeah. I'd hang out with him a bunch. And, uh, just the people I got to meet through him. I, got, I remember I went to the Godsmack pre-Grammy party hosted by Playboy. So that was pretty neat to do. Oh, Hell yeah. Damn it. I love Godsmack. I mean, it was. It that was, is so high school, isn't it? Hambo, Godsmack. Like, oh, man. I used to crank, crank up Godsmack and my brother's two-tone colored single cab 1997 or well, I don't even know what it was. Maybe ninety-five, twelve-valve coming turbo diesel, straight oh. pipe. <laughs> oh, and it was ninety-nine, I think, when the whatever album came out. What was those? What was that party like? The pre-Grammy party like? Was there hosted by Playboy? Was there hot chicks and po- angels? I remember everywhere? Poison played it. Uh-uh. Oh yeah, you told yeah. me that. And uh, wow. CC Deville was so hammered he couldn't even stand up to play. Did you go play for him? No. But I got I you, CC. I, <laughs> I got you, bro. Like, <laughs> I couldn't, I don't think, I mean, I was just in awe. I mean, you're walking around there and it's, you're like, how, how am I here? You but know. there wasn't cocaine wow. and just women ready to bang you just everywhere. I mean, there were I probably other, that. there was probably substances there and there were probably women ready to bang other people, but probably more well known. Well, if I were you, I'd just be like, hey, I'm in a band in that way. Oh, which one? Uh, Our band's coming up. Yeah. It's going to be the next big thing. I'm filling in for Godsmack. <laughs> what was that, the, 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 who were you bowling with in that one picture with your long hair? And it was like a, like a pretty big band. 
uh, I was with Sebastian Bach. Yes. And, um, Jason Rapizzi from Stone Sour. And Corey and Sid from Slipknot. Dude, that is so much that cooler was like, than our story. It was like a Monday night heavy metal bowling. Wow. So, yeah, we suck at rock and bone. I know. Hanging out with Stone Sour. There's a band name I have not heard in a minute. Holy cow. That was awesome. Yeah, Sebastian were, uh, Bach. 18 and got pictures go. Oh, I yeah, believe you. I mean, no, I'm just saying we're, we're going to put up some of the pictures because Sebastian Box aged a lot better than Vince Neil. Vince Neil's as fat as I am, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's okay. But Sebastian Bach so also was not in Mo- Sebastian Bach was also not in Motley Crue. So <laughs> true story. True story. <laughs> I mean, how many women you've been with? Uh, do you count the gangbang in Salt Lake? <laughs> it's just like us, Rump. <laughs> yeah. I'm not. I I feel so on rocker-esque right now. I don't have any cool stories like that. Like I'm kind of mm-hmm. pissed off the jersey sitting here. I right know it was it was an experience. Like when my brother came, he was living in Munich. At the, no, no, he was living in Jackson Hole at the time. He came to visit, and. uh I was like, hey, we're going to go to Metal Shop. And that was Steel Panther. You know, that was there. Um, and we went there and it was in the Viper Room, a small club. And like, uh, I think Meatloaf got up and sang with them. I mean, it's just on, on a regular bar. No night. way. Hell yeah. Rest in peace. I, I, can't even, I can't even imagine that. Like, in my mind, it would be so cool just to take off and just want to rock and I mean, can you imagine? Did you ever go to the Whiskey A Go Go Club? I did. Um, a friend of did mine. Did you get a Hummer from under the table? Oh, I no, that was at the Rainbow. Room. I used to hang out at the oh, Rainbow. that's right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, been there a couple of times. Um, the Rainbow Room Cafe. Hey, man, like, I, I love 80s hair metal. So, like, I would hang out with some of those guys, the guys from LA Guns. And it was just, I was like, man, if I didn't have receding hairline, I could grow hair like them. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know? Um, but all those things, I mean, that was the cool thing about it. I mean, how hard was it to get into the, like, even if you just want to go like to get into the whiskey, at go-go club in downtown Los Angeles, uh, to get in, probably not that you just buy a ticket, but to get oh, really? in, 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 into like the VIP or anything, the Viper room. I mean, and last time I was out there was nothing I, they, cause steel Panther had moved on. They were playing at the key club and I don't even, they're not even playing there anymore, but it's, it was all who you know. I mean, I just happened to happened upon that one doorman who kind of he and I became friends, and he knew everybody. So the Rainbow Room, though, is it still open? I wonder. I wonder it is. Can you eat? You can go eat there. The food right? is phenomenal. Really? Yeah. I mean, I, last I checked it was I was watching a documentary on it, and it's like been family owned for ever. The guy that started the Rainbow uh, moved from Chicago to help his friend run the whiskey, and then they ended up buying the rainbow damn that is just that is so cool like i i've uh i got to rodeo you know out there and me and bone both have got to rodeo in southern california and uh i've always wanted to go to uh go to the, the whiskey go-go club because you know my favorite band of all time the doors has such a, a rich history at the whiskey a go-go club 
but you know, honestly, I'm kind of a pussy and they say that LA is kind of crazy to be in, especially this day and age. So the last time I was there, I went through there in like 2013. And before that it was you know, 2006, but in 2013, they had built like a Ross dress for less strip mall right near those places. So it got pretty commercialized. I mean, we used to go to this place, uh, on Tuesday nights called the Burgundy Room, and at midnight they'd light the bar on fire and play "Shout at the Devil." So, you know. Damn it, that's rock, man. Yeah, I do. Uh, I've done, you know, with uh, the Flying U crew. You know, um, a lot in Orange County, the Orange County Fair, one of their showdios. You know that they would do that, and and that was a lot of fun. We would go down, and and uh, we never went like you know any place like that. But there were some cool bars, Goat Hill Tavern. We used to frequent that. There was like they had like 180 tap taps of beer, and uh, of course you walk in with a cowboy hat, and and you know of course it, you know, it was kind of cool because a lot of the girls be like, oh hey y'all right rodeo, yes ma'am sure am. What do you do? I don't play the music. I know that. <laughs> ride bulls. <laughs> I ride bulls. Uh, anyway, yeah. You ever heard of Tough and Lane? Yeah, I travel with him. But um, anyway, but yeah, uh, and then there was another place. Where did I go? Oh. God, speaking of chicks at a bar, one time we were at uh, Temecula, outside Temecula, California, which is not, it's down by San Diego, but we San walk Diego. in this honky, honky tonk and we're thinking, you know, it's going to be like that, right? Well, that's by, uh, that's a big Air Force base that, that's down, or not Air Force, Naval Academy, <laughs> Naval, Naval Academy, uh, 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 Top Gun, uh, Miramar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or somewhere like that anyways. It was and if you didn't have a crew cut you were in the military, you were a douche. Like most times we end up sitting at a table by ourselves. But uh Southern California's it's a it's a crazy place. And and still in you know, Mission Viejo, San Juan Capistrano do that rodeo. And, yeah, I forgot about San Juan. Y'all are right down there in the mix at San Juan, aren't you? That yeah, but I mean, yeah, no, it's south, but you're you're in the only, you know, red county in Southern California. It is different. You're not in L.A. You're not far from L.A., but it's not like what Jersey, you know. I mean, it's pretty, especially Mission Viejo, it's pretty nice. <laughs> this is like Newport Beach. That's, you know, um, the O.C. Remember that show? Talk about, you know, mid-2000s, the O.C. Uh, early 2000s even. Oh, my God. Rudy. Yeah. With her. What was the blonde chick off the hills? Heidi. Remember her? Heidi Mon. Mon. That wasn't Heidi. It was the other blonde chick off the hills. Kristen Cavallari. That yes. married Jay Cutler. I never watched yeah. it. Schmiergen. Um no. Speaking of shows back then, did you get pissed off when Jersey Shore came out? Uh, so are are you got any Guido in you? No. So being from New Jersey, <laughs> the first thing people ask, you're like, hey, do you know Snooki? I'm like, New Jersey has I don't know how many millions of people in it. Just because I'm from there doesn't mean I know. You know how many snookies I grew up with, lady? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We did have the situation at the rodeo one time. No shit. And I played. Maybe I like it. Okay, for the record, he didn't say they had a situation at the rodeo. They had. That's what I I seriously, I thought thought that's what you said. We had a situation. I'm like, oh, yeah, do tell. (laughs) What what was the situation? (laughs) Jim Tan Laundry. GTL. You you ever got to work Cowtown? I've never worked Cowtown. That would be that, wouldn't that be fun sometime? You and I get to go out there. I would. I would love to work Cowtown before. Who I wonder I call who hires because 
That is an iconic rodeo. I mean, I can get you guys in. I know some people. You know, uh, Betsy, <laughs> Betsy Harris is just a freaking doll. Like, I just love her to death. Um, she's always been so nice to me and always wanted me to come to the first Frontier Finals, which someday I hope to to make it out there because, you know, I want to experience, before I get done rodeo, and I want to say I've been there, done that. And Absolutely. I've never been. I, I, You know, we the farthest east I've ever really rodeoed would probably be Glens Falls, New York. Glens, well, New besides Glens Falls, but like besides that, that's it. Uh, Sean Graham called me one year and wanted me to come to Gary, New York, and he wanted me to come on uh, a very limited budget. I'm like, dude, I'm not driving to, not driving to Gary, New York for for what you're paying. And he goes, well, you're just trying to get started. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to do it. And and you know, actually, like I get along good with with the Graham family and. But at the time, he was kind of a dick. Like, I don't, I yeah, mean, like, like, same thing. I get along great with him, too. But it's one of those things where, like, we're better off just not working for you. You know what I mean? It's, and he always, and I told him one time, I said, it's your job to get as much as you can. And it's my job to get as much as you can. And sometimes I don't mean in the middle. I, I think, you know, that area is, I mean, they're great people, the Grams. But I mean, let's face it, <laughs> stock contractors, stock contractors. Is it true that it, uh, at rodeos in New Jersey, they have a smush room there at the rodeo dance? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my only time was you know, around, around painted pony was obviously there at Glens Falls and, and his wife, I can't remember her name, but she's like, Shana. she's just, she's, she's, yeah, Shan is so sweet. And, uh, but I, I only really interaction with Sean was one time Isley's doing the rodeo, right? So, uh, Simus is announcing and Isley's in the barrel and we're in the production meeting and we, <laughs> we're talking about what act Isley's going to do. And Sean Graham comes in, you know, and blown in there with his NFR coat on. And he's like, what are y'all, what are y'all going over? And we're like, Oh, we're just at the point where, you know, we're talking about Isley's, uh, act. What, what act Isley's going to do. And I mean, I'm, I, he's dead, dead honest. He looks at, Hey, Keith, you, you can do your good one. <laughs> That's good one. I look at Keith like, oh, no, he's going to keep him. And Keith, Keith just, you know, just shakes his head. He's, you know, smiling. But you just can tell him there's like, what? I mean, here, this guy's got, what, nine or ten gold buckles. And you're going to ask him what he's going to do his good act. Seven. Sorry. Seven. Sorry, you would keep track. No, I just I'm a rodeo fan. Funny thing is, you only have seven because three of them are mine. I, I agree. You, uh, I want to give a shout out to Hambone. Hambone, no, and no, no, no. We already talked about it. Don't worry about it. On to the next Clown. one. So good. He told me one dirty joke, and I almost told him the arena. <laughs> Which, <laughs> hey, look, I just want to help. When I, um, Jersey barely talks to me in my ear, so it's kind of weird sometimes. I talk sometimes. You know. Uh, so I guess now let's let's get on with the rest of the story. How did you get from playing in a rock band in Los Angeles to back to playing rodeo music in New Jersey? So uh, 2004, um, it was like, this ain't working. And I was like, man, I need to probably go home and think about real life. Um, and I, I move home. I move home in, I guess it was June. Um, we get home and start working for Grant and we had some land at the time and, um, just still working for Grant kind of Grant Harris, for those of you who don't know yeah, at Caltown. 
So in October, my brother got killed in a motorcycle accident. And like at that point, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do anything. And uh, my friends in Wyoming, I, I, I spent 10 summers out there with them. So I was like, my mom called them and like, Hey, he, we got to get him out of here. You know, he's got to just figure it out. So I went out there and spent some time and uh, kind of realized how much like I enjoyed being around farming and ranching and everything. I spent so much time around when I was little. So I came back and I was like, I'm going to go back to college, start over again, um, enroll in school. And uh, Courtney Harris, well now Moorhead, uh, she and I grew up together and she's her husband's family has three hills well i'd never been to a rodeo at that time that had music i mean it was it was always the band i mean i'd never been anywhere but cowtown so i went and then uh you know they used marla used laptops and i was like oh that's pretty cool and you don't have to play frankenstein the whole rodeo and at that time i had i still had a recording studio and was doing some recording some people and it kind of just went hand in hand. And then um, at Caltown, I would start, I would play like the walk-in music and then the band would play. And then finally in 2014, they asked me to, to come work. I went, that's how I got doing what I'm doing. Was the band pissed off? Yeah. I mean, they kind of knew it was coming. Who was more pissed off was the longest running season ticket holder at Caltown that when they showed up, saw the band wasn't there went and asked for their money back. Oh, I hope you feel good about yourself. That first year jerk. First year was a little rough. I have here. Bring back Leon. (laughs) (laughs) Bring back. I I wish you would have played that first bird. Be my Frankenstein. (laughs) No, no, no. Frankenstein from Alice Cooper. It's Frankenstein. From I know Edgar Winter Group. I I I, I know. Well, um, it's I it's, played yeah. Snow Ladies uh, by Beyonce, and people lost their minds. I mean, it was literally like that scene in um, the Dewey Cox movie <laughs> when they all start fighting. Single ladies are for the devil. All I said was I wanted to hold her hand. He's, so, so read the. You got the letter that first ever letter. I've got, I got, this was actually, this is before people were talking shit big time on the internet. Yeah. Um, this, my uncle Grant comes over and he goes, what do you got to say about this? And this was 2016. They had mailed this letter. So this is yeah. not an internet. This is. Yeah. So they went some, through some work to talk some yeah. shit. Not just, I'm going to post on Facebook and walk away. They, they went through some work. They said, hi, I love Cowtown rodeo and have been coming for more than 25 years. That being, I said, I want to, I want to share something with you. One of the things that always made Cowtown a great rodeo was the music. Not only was the live music entertaining and fun to listen to, it added a bit of authenticity to the overall experience. When you stopped having a live band playing Western music recently, it was so, so disappointing. Last year, we came to Cowtown four or five times with our kids and some friends. Our last visit was with a group of friends who were there for their very first rodeo experience. We were <laughs> embarrassed by the horrible music that was played all night long. <laughs> Hip hop and rap and some of the other music in quotations that was played all night long is not, and I doubt it will ever be, what most of your patrons, rodeo fans in parentheses, want to hear. Even our 10 year old daughter and 14 year old son said several negative comments about it, as did most of our guests, who, by the way, I paid for to get in. 
Well, congratulations, lady. You bought a ticket. Yach. Then it says, we sincerely hope you'll bring back the live Western band or at the very least recorded Western music and bring class and more enjoyment back to the fantastic Cowtown Rodeo. And he says, what do you want me to write them back? And I said, tell them their kids are a bunch of nerds and not to come back. And that was that. Well, I, mean, I hope you feel happy about ruining those people's summer. How dare you? Sorry. How dare you? That's the, been the only le- letter I've gotten. Really? Congratulations. It's, You've officially made it when you offend somebody by playing rock and roll at a rodeo. Rap and hip hop and some of that other music. That's what they said. Other music. What do you mean other music? That is hilarious. That's awesome. But I, I mean, they, they wrote it down on paper. They put it in an envelope. They wrote the address I, I, down. I paid the type typewriter paid 50 well probably at that time you know 42 cents and put a stamp on it and went and dropped it in a mailbox and sent it to mr harris well you know it's old ethel All because you suck jersey <laughs> little ethel in her office with a typewriter click 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 they didn't even that. send a letter when my dad was playing the music there and I forgot to cut a song off at a certain point. And I won't repeat the words that were said. Rump chat. didn't even. It's a kid rock song. And just say it. It's rump chat. What did he say? It's. It says I fuck hot pussy to the shit turns cold. That was played over my loudspeaker. My uncle Grant. Oh I go, yeah, that's a little much. I said, "How did Dad do?" He goes, "Fuck shit pussy." All came out over my loudspeaker, and I went. <laughs> so I called my dad. Oh, 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 oh no! How they say how they say I did, and I was like, "Man, you did great. You're getting an award." And he was like, "Really? For what?" And I said, "For the most profanity ever played in one rodeo performance." Yeah, and you did it within six seconds. I didn't hear anything. Yikes. I said, "Obviously." So your dad was just up there jamming, had no idea what he played. So I went back and literally cut the song at the end. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, of course it was my fault. Did you cut out every Jersey? It is your fault. I went went through there. You should have had your music edited better. I don't ever play it that long. Well, then I just took it on his computer. I literally have to sit down. It's like, I, I make the made for TV versions. Of music, oh, yeah. You got a YouTube. Then, you got to put clean, clean on the on the end of that YouTube search. <laughs> man, I anymore. I listen all the way through that because I, like, I feel like somebody might would think it's funny to have clean halfway through okay, it. Uh, music question for you: Five best hair metal songs of all time. Ooh, five best hair metal songs of all time. Uh, love song is gonna be number one. By Tesla. Oh God, yeah. Um, round and round by Rat. Um, nothing but a good time. That's that's a really good one. Um, see, like I don't consider Motley Crue hair metal. No, but you still so I'm not going to put them in there. Yeah, but you would have to put it like Paradise City. That, yeah, but they weren't even hair metal, man. Kind of hair metal. What do you what do you well, consider them? I consider Guns N' Roses rock. They were on that. Like they, they, I mean, they were kind of like the last ones. That's why if you watch the welcome to the jungle video, you like Axel's hair is all teased out. And then after that, you know, they're like rocker leather boot 
or leather pants kind of deal because they like reading, I read, yeah i mean it was they didn't want to be part of that they didn't want to be like the glam rock yeah. i mean heartbreak Station, Brittany fox that's, that's, yeah exactly um if you're putting i mean i th- i think night train's a better song than paradise city and then uh it's your opinion uncle tom's cabin by warrant i said i wasn't gonna get angry and i'm not angry he played Girl School by Brittany Fox at the high school rodeo the other day. In the barrel racer. <laughs> a boy. I mean, my baby, baby broke all the rules. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. I I, I agree. I, I like the old rock um, so much. Monkey better. Business by Skid Row. So. Yes. 18 in Life. Uh, what a bunch of good ones. Uh, and that's one thing well, I like about you. You guys have your own. When Hambone plays rodeo, I know it's Hambone. When you play a rodeo, I know it's you. Like, uh, and that's one thing I got to give Jersey a big shout out. He doesn't try to, you know, get, he don't try to get online and see what everybody else is doing. He tries to build his own show. And I think that's pretty cool. I don't even have the Cowboy channel. Good. It's too much money. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Patrick. You're not getting my $99. <laughs> I mean, you don't even get a discount if you sign up for the year, you know? Oh God. Um, But yeah, then, it, so I was just there in new jersey and then i was like uh i moved to texas and i'll never forget um anthony calls me he says hey hambone needs somebody to go to jasper and you want to talk about nervous because (laughs) i'd heard of jasper rodeo before i mean like at that point i mean it was like he wants you to fill in at the nfr (laughs) so i call him (laughs) jasper i forgot about this so tongue-tied were you did you fangirl hambone i mean a little bit but i mean it was one of those it, it like you think of a, like oh it's a rodeo in texas and uh mm-hmm. like a pro rodeo in texas and with wayne brooks yeah you know yeah. and uh it's like man they get a lot of entries there or whatever he's like why does it matter it's like i'm just just, I mean, doesn't, but I'm just kind of wondering. Yeah, and I go, I it was for butlers, and I'm like, this is awesome. And uh, I got down there, man, and it was like, I mean, still, it was a pretty awesome experience. I mean, because up until that, I'd only I worked Galena and uh, Cowtown, and I get down there and with work with Wayne and 114 degrees, exactly. Um, so humid, you're. Your balls yeah. stick to other people's legs. And uh, Rick Young's there. And mm-hmm. I remember Rick Rick came up and gave me a CD. And I, I put his music on a, a flash drive for him because I was like, man, CD players are starting to go by the wayside computers. Yeah, but Rick, if cool- you want to go another 20 years, Rick, you better put it on this USB. <laughs> so I said, uh, they came up to me like, man, you did a really good job. You want to come back? And I said, you're going to have to talk to Josh about that. That's it's his rodeo. And I mean, from that point on, it was, he went back. <laughs> I, went, I went back, but it, it was, I mean, it was, he didn't want to go. I mean, it was one of those things and it was the same thing. And then, yep. He did things right. Gone from he, here, and then uh, he, he called me about Albuquerque the first year. And yep, that was, uh, I think it was the same year, 2016. And went there and, um, 
same kind of thing. Did a great job. You want to come back? Better talk to him. About it. I mean, yep. it's, and, and that was kind of the way, yeah, that's the way I always try to do things. Mm-hmm. Do it the right was, way. That's the right way because by doing it the right way in Jasper, got you to Albuquerque. And by the, doing it the right way in Albuquerque, got you to Rapid City. And uh, when I couldn't go there anymore, you know, we would split weekends there and then couldn't Grand go, Island. you know, in Grand Island. And yep. I mean, it's just one of those things to where, I mean, being from the East Coast and the rodeo business, people like you want to do everything right because automatically people are thinking, oh, this guy's just a gunsel from back East. So you try to do, not only that, I don't want to treat people like I want to be treated. Well, I think that you've made well, your, you know, you made it work for you. And now when you say Jersey Jake, it's not like he's a douche. It's like, yeah. I'm, I mean, this is like when I, right, right. You know. But what I'm saying is because you've worked hard and you've made, you've made your name. I, you know, Anthony and Hambone both, I mean, they're, you know, I realize, and I've talked to both of them, they say, well, you kept the jobs, but I mean, without those guys, you know, getting put in the the spots that I got the, to go to, I mean, that was, that's hands down. I wouldn't have been able to go to those places. However, I will say one negative thing about you when I first <laughs> met you. You're the first person I've ever been around. Growing up in Kansas, we didn't have this technology. But you're the first person that I was ever with that had pirated movies. <laughs> when we were in, the first weekend together, you know. About the Caltown Flea Market. At, th- at Three Hills Rodeo, you know, you might get stuck in a room with two dudes you've never met. And so when we were at Moline, Illinois, the first week we met, we ended up in a motel room together. And he had pirated movies. Uh, he had the pirated movie Gravity with... Uh, uh, was it Gravity or Ted uh, is both of them, and I'm like these these movies are still in the in the theaters. He's like, yeah, these are illegal. I'm like, cool. I've never seen a pirated movie before, but it was Gravity. Was with, it like oh, name? What's her name? Uh, oh my God, she was in Speed. Uh, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Was yeah, it like Sandra pirated? Bullock. Like it was a guy sitting in the movie theater with a video camera filming <laughs> filming the screen. <laughs> It was pretty damn good. It was, he's like, yeah, these are pirated. I'm like, man, this guy's awesome. <laughs> so I thought we, you said we, it was a downfall. Well, I mean, that was, that was bad that he did that because I would never do that. I didn't pirate <laughs> it. <laughs> so, Probably wasn't at Countdown where I bought it. I brought, I mean, there's I me, and, me and Jersey sitting in sitting in the, uh, this lodge in Moline, Illinois, drinking Keystone Light and watching pirated movies. Eating pizza. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh. No, somebody had their own no. It's been awesome. <laughs> it's been it, it. I'm I'm proud as hell of you, and it's so funny because I I remember calling people like Albuquerque, whatever, and be like, "Hey, this kid, you know, he's he does a really good job. He's easy to get along with. You're gonna love him." And then I'm like, "I'm calling you a kid, but you're two years older than me. <laughs> but you were new to the you know you know newer to the business, and but it it was it worked out great for everybody because that was the first place you worked with Boyd. Yeah. I remember, he was uh, nervous. You called, you, called Anthony, hey, you called Anthony. You're like, um, is he ready for Boyd? I like, beat him down pretty good and gotten him ready for this moment. And, you know, it was great. Anthony's like, I've been addicted to Jersey long enough that this will be an easy transition. Yeah. But I mean, it was, there was, and dude, when he and I first started working together, I remember at Bonham, Texas, like if the wind would blow the wrong way, I would start. I mean, I still sweat, but not like nervous sweat. 
and now it's kind of some of those things. It, it I mean, he, he was very crucial in calming me the F down when it comes, you know, and, and helping you, I don't know, sometimes you just need somebody to be like, dude, you're here for a reason. And this is why, you know, you're fine. You got this. And now it's, it's one of those, I'm like, Oh, you know, roll video, roll video, roll video. Jersey can do a lot of stuff though. You know, for people out there wanting a guy, Jersey can build a badass video. Uh, Yeah. Call the show. Very. And that was a big thing at, at, at rapid because they went to another guy. You remember this? I couldn't go and, uh, Another guy got his way in there and and it goes through the whole opening, like talks through the opening on calm and then takes his calm set off and so goes in the spotlight supposed to hit. I think it was Will at that point or Wayne. No, Wayne and, and nothing, no spot, no nothing. And it was just not good because it takes that extra. And I knew Jersey could do it and that he would be good at it and it wouldn't affect his music job. And, uh, it, it takes that there. And, um, at that time and, and, um, the next year Jersey was there. So it was, it was a uh, point proven, but, uh, anyway, it was awesome. It, it been a good friend for a long time. Taught me some stuff. I mean, there's a lot of technical stuff that I don't, I'm not real good savvy with and, and, uh, Jersey's taught me, but that's, that's what we, you know, this group of good guys we, we do with each other. So it, it help out, man. It's just like the barrel man. You guys are awesome. A lot of good guys and you guys got each other's back. So it's cool. There was a lot of fresh faced, 18, 19, 20 year old kids who have never been to rapid city before. Let's let them know what it's like in rapid city. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Is that Will Rasmussen? No, we had man, it was. Uh, Will asked me to do his voice the other night when we were watching the Chiefs game, because I I was doing a Wayne Brooks. I'm like, everybody, I tell you, I was like, this is what Wayne Brooks would talk like if he was, um, doing the uh, football game. Well, I don't know how much these linebackers get paid, and I don't want to. <laughs> if you like when the quarterback gets sacked, say <laughs> And Will goes. Justin, I know know you have a Will Rasmussen voice, don't you? And I was like, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) I believe that you do. And so I I tried to do it. He didn't think it was funny at all, did he? He laughed. He was was fake announcer. I laughed. I love love Will because Will, Will Justonius. I lo- Will I Will love- is a he is a lover of music, and so I'll never forget the first place I worked with Will. It was Sam in Idaho, and Salomon. and we're in the now and we're in the announcer stand and uh, uh, doing our thing right. And he, I'm like, all of a sudden I'm playing, you know, Motley Crue or something. And the song would be like, Motley Crue circa 1979, and I'm like, what? He's correct. <laughs> like he knew every song. It was, I love ding, Will. Ding, ding. Yeah, and he's man. He's so gracious too. Like he just. Oh man, he. Uh, he's just he's a good friend. He's a, I, he easy. He when he tells you he cares about you, he means it. 
Yeah, he'd be like, hey, Justin, how'd I do today? Man, Will, you were great. No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, yes, you are. We He watched the Chiefs game with us, and, and, and him and his wife, and we just had a ball. Um, just a, So like I said today, you know, the thing about buckles is they can't you can't call a buckle you can't rely on a buckle you can't you know share your family with a buckle and the the people in rodeo are, are what makes it special not not anything screw them buckles screw year end awards saddles money don't mean shit i mean it's all about the friends you make and i mean that i i know that sounds kind of corny sometimes but the more i'm around it especially lately the more i believe it you know uh just a great bunch of people everywhere and just glad to be a part of it. Glad I got to see Gus at Denver. I want to have Gus. I cannot wait for when Gus can talk better because I want to have like a three minute Gus chat where just me and him talk without you knowing what I'm asking questions to. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. He's still, he's still, uh, still speaks a little minion. So a lot of it, you don't really catch. You have to speak Gus saw, to get it. I got that. My first conversation with him in Vegas. Yeah. Um, you got Wit and uh, he and Wit were, he was, he was playing slot machines and uh, you guys were up at dinner at the South Point. Actually, they were walking through the casino and uh, we were talking, man. He just, he's a, that's a happy kid. Gus yeah. chat. We're blessed, man. Blessed. But man, well, I am going to, I need to eat something. I've had 72. Uh, gold buckle beers. As are you okay, Bear? Yeah, it's yellow cough. <laughs> you didn't off. cover. You did not cover I'm your not mouth. That. That you did. You you need a white a jersey. You got something on your cheek over here. I'm not, off the opposite direction. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, thanks, Jersey. I'm I, I'm yeah, super jealous. Me. You get that uh, beautiful building in Rapid. I'm jealous that you get to work with my best friend. I'm jealous that you get to work for the Suttons who are just diamonds of human beings. Uh, I, I love them. Please give them my best. Tell the building people I, uh, I said hello and I miss them. And um, you should send them a card. I'm writing a letter. <laughs> anyway, but uh, I'm proud of you, buddy. And, and uh, keep, yeah, just keep doing you and kicking ass. Thanks, man. Awesome. Thanks, All right, Randy. everybody. Yeah. Hell yeah, brother. Well, that's uh, another one. Um, no, Andy, I will not FaceTime you. Um, sorry, that's my brother. Um, yeah, Gold Buckle Beer, thank you. Um, what else we got? Who else we got now? I don't even know. Oh, 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 I think we forgot this last time. Our merch is officially a go. We have, it's rumpchat.com. It's up. It's fixed. The I mean, I'm serious, y'all, this time. We have a legit print shop running our website so or running yeah, our merch can, site so you can get your stuff you look for, it's one of the biggest ones in uh in oklahoma downtown threads in enid oklahoma ran by uh brandy sheber a longtime friend of mine they do a great job we've had we've had several orders that have been ordered on a tuesday and shipped on a wednesday so if you want rump chat yep. gear you'll actually get it so it's pretty badass got so some new stuff up. For, for you so ladies, much. uh, we, 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 we encourage you to get something, take a picture, drop it into our DMS, uh, we have at rump chat at rockstar sound five, nine. So yeah, 
shoot it on over. It's the tits. We've never had t-shirts like that. Yeah, if if you think it's a tits, prove it. Buy a t-shirt. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay, y'all. We're out of here. Peace out.